Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Phanthropological, the podcast that explores the breadth of human fandom. My name is Nick G, and today we're going to attempt to answer the question, can we cut it out with the remakes already? Here with me to try and tackle that are my two best friends, Nick T. Yo. And Nick Z. Ahoy, uh, hoy. So, gentlemen, can we cut it out with the remakes already, or what? G. Yes. Hey, that was the show. Great episode, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Recording is such a great job. But seriously, yes. Can we cut it out with the remakes? We have... God, I'm I'm not a history major. How many years of history that we can either draw from for, for new content or just like make things up with all the crazy science and other things that we've learned and instead we're going to get a remake of Stripes? Every Disney movie ever? <laughs> Labyrinth? What? Yet another World War II movie. Sorry, that's not a remake, but it's just like also just a tired concept. Like, can we not just try new things? Why? Why? Why can't we try things, guys? Stripes? Stripes! We're remaking Stripes? Is yes. Bill Murray in it? Yeah. <laughs> Pro- probably not. Probably cameos as a very serious general or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the cynical answer is it is 5% less risky to do a remake or something. (laughs) Like a property that people know already. Churn that out, then take a chance on a new idea if your name's not Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan can do that, apparently. Like, just have original ideas for movies and then do them. Because he did did the Batman trilogy. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely make the argument. It's like, well, is anything ever truly original? And like, shut up nerd like come on (laughs) but like there are definitely things that try i'm looking through a list on et canada because i'm super educated obviously and Mm -hmm. i'm trying to see just a list of new remakes that are coming out uh or or in the thought process somebody thinks it's a good idea somewhere uh i know what you did last summer which was a popular question mark movie why does that need to be made again it certainly came out yeah. It definitely came out and definitely had a sequel. Oh yeah, I still know what you did last summer. Yeah, but why? These aren't even these aren't things that are like embedded in the the psyche of everyone's brains. I bet you talk to somebody in Gen Z and they're like, "What the heck is that?" Logan's Run, a thing that I have seen referenced heavily in other works, Whoa. could not tell you what it is. Also in the works, uh, Logan's Run is like if you're over thirty, you like die or like get yeah. captured and killed. I mean, there's a couple of arguments. There's like, well, the old one won't hold up, but we have this perfectly good script here. Not not script, concept here that we can make with modern technology. And then new people will like it because of the new movie. And then we got two movies out of one idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, everybody who's trying to remake Labyrinth, stop. Regular show beat you to it. California King. What? The episode where Rigby wins a California King-sized bed and gets rid of his old bed, but then wants his old bed back, so they have to go to the dump, and the dump is basically the labyrinth. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to pull this card out, but labyrinth isn't that good, you guys. My point wasn't that some movies are untouchable. <laughs> this is about how labyrinth is bad. <laughs> it was mostly that it, it's tricky, because... Are there some movies that were good, good concepts that, you know, people just aren't exposed to? Absolutely. I'm going to fudge the details of this because I definitely don't know them. But have all of you seen I Am Legend? No. No, but I've like, I, I know the deets. I, I right. got a okay. story. 
So I saw the Simpsons <laughs> uh, episode where they had a story that was based off the Omega Man. Okay, cool. Same idea. There are definitely films, movies, whatever that you wouldn't have seen. I saw I Am Legend, which I'm told is nothing like Omega Man, which I'm told is also nothing like the original short story or whatever that it was based off of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in, in some cases, that's that's fine. You're getting something different. It's a twist. It's um, something unique. Counterexample, the Fantastic Four. Oh, wow. I mean, I know why those are getting remade. <laughs> yes, no, so do I. <laughs> so there's definitely an argument that some things should be remade so that they can be exposed to a different audience. There's an interesting concept. Uh, I'm not going to suggest that, say, the Stepford, Stepford Wives had an interesting concept that was remade in, what, the 90s, early 2000s? I think 2000, yeah, 2002 or 2003 or something. And, like, cool, that might have some interesting message that's relevant to today. But that only makes sense as far as we see some properties come back. We're not seeing that. We're seeing, like, everything. Even things that are good. Like, I'm, I'm watching She-Ra... Uh, the new season comes out very shortly as of the time of this recording, and it'll be good. It's different than the original, but Chira is also not something that's been done to death. It's something hmm. that hasn't been seen in like I don't know, 30 years or something. I mean, I posed this question, and the thing that made me think of it is what were the last three things that I've watched? Voltron, DuckTales, and She-Ra. Yeah. All remakes. If you want the best of the three, it's DuckTales. But they're they're all remakes, and, and I have not a shred of interest to watch the old shows. These shows are sh- are modern shows made for now, basing off of the old concepts, sometimes even like acknowledging the old concepts. I was reading reviews of DuckTales episodes and in the in the comments, people were like, oh man, I hope they bring back this thing from the comics or from the original series where I'm like, man, I do not care. So like, I am benefiting from that aspect of it. The fact that people love this property so much, but they're like, you know what? It doesn't hold up or we can do better, or there's still, like, depth to be mined from this thing. So they, they pulled it to the present and made a modern show of it, and feels like it's it's so much better for it. But an original show would be just as good, no? I think so. I was actually going to take a feather from Z's cap and say, if I haven't Ooh. seen it, it's new to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's exactly how it goes for a lot of these shows. Like, I didn't see the original She-Ra, and so the new one might reference the old one doesn't mean anything to me i did watch a bunch of the original ducktales so when they make references to the old one it means something to me but it doesn't matter because the show isn't trying to hit the same beats it's telling different beats this isn't like full metal alchemist brotherhood versus full metal alchemist which is like trying to tell the same story but one didn't have to catch up to the manga or something like that Mm -hmm. like especially with movies because movies are trying to communicate a whole story over the course of like an hour and a half or two hours there's not a lot of ground to retread. And that means that anybody who's watching something today, if they haven't seen the original thing, yeah, they could have just watched a new movie. Many action movies, the Transformers movies are maybe a good indication of this. You could have just had literally anything. They didn't have to be Transformers. The plot is by no means diminished by replacing transforming robots with something else or even not calling them Transformers. I'm, I'm picturing a future, it's like 2050, where independent filmmakers are lined up right outside of Disneyland trying to get in to see Disney executives. I know Disney executives don't exist at Disneyland. This is part of the <laughs> joke. Are lined up outside Disneyland in order to plead their case, they can just slap a Star Wars story on their independent film. Yeah. So it gets quadruple the box office. A film that I enjoyed and people may not 
and it may not even be a good film, but Pacific Rim. A controversial <laughs> film around these parts. I might feel differently about it if I saw it again, but didn't love it the first time I saw it. I enjoyed it. It definitely heavily references other things. Like it's the closest mm-hmm. we'll probably ever get to a live action Evangelion movie. Yeah. It definitely is like a love letter to all the giant monster movies and, and many other things. But it's it's mostly an original film. My go-to, apart from Christopher Nolan, <laughs> <laughs> like The Prestige, that was a little earlier, Interstellar, uh, Inception, you know, all of those are original. But like the, 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 the example that keeps coming to my mind is Looper. I remember being really impressed that Looper was not a remake or a sequel or a redo or an adaptation. Oh, actually, you know what? Let's use a better example. Parasite is not. But it's a wholly original movie based on the idea this guy had for a movie. What a concept. Yeah, I know, right? There are movies that, uh, that are original works, but they're far fewer. Like, big budget movies um, almost do not cross over with original ideas these days. I really don't want to make a back-in-the-day argument. <laughs> mostly because Uh-oh. I don't have anything. Oh, boy. <laughs> mostly because I don't have anything to back it up. And, and I know, for example, like, there are some big blockbuster movies I can remember f- growing up, like Men in mm-hmm. Black. I know that Men in Black is based off of a comic book series uh, at a time where that wasn't as common as it is today. I'm wondering, as I think about it, if like Independence Day was or not, or if if it was uh, an original conception. I mean, I could see it being original, but like certainly all sorts of influences are flowing into it, right? Yeah, and again, it's hard to like avoid influences, but I mean, there there was a period in time where blockbuster films were not entirely franchise hits and i know like i think we all know why this happens it's because it makes money mm-hmm. it's hard to grapple with that though because i don't know if you'd get like a fifth element today oh no that's not true there was jupiter ascending or whatever that other one was called something in the city of a thousand planets uh jupiter ascending was a thing and i remember hearing that it was bad <laughs> oh valerian and the city of a thousand planets that's what it was oh yeah i remember seeing a trailer for that once I think, oh, it's also a Luc Besson movie. Bad example. Okay, yeah. And I'm actually thinking about it. It's like, it's like in two directions at once. One, like Disney Pixar is producing original movies, but at the same time, they're also producing live action remakes of the cartoons with dead eyed lions in them that everybody wanted to see for some reason. <laughs> I'm still excited for Mulan. Still am. Could be good. Despite myself. There's no singing as apparently much mature to the original story of Mulan. There's definitely the argument. It's like, oh, you know, if we remake this stuff, what does that change to the original? And the answer is nothing. The original still exists. Stop having your stupid, whiny baby <laughs> opinions. Looking at you, Ghostbusters fans, but as just about to say, uh, <laughs> I'm much more interested in the like, why do we have to obsess over these like particular media properties instead of, I don't know, any number of other ones. And if we're going to just copy ideas from any graphic novels, like where, where am I going to get? Why can't I see a saga in a TV series? Why can't I see a Final Fantasy VI? Yeah. Why can't I see like all the cool media that I consume and enjoy? Where's my (laughs) Legend of Zelda TV series? Well, excuse me, princess. Oh, shoot. I forgot about that. Abort. (laughs) I was also literally about to say, where's my critical role TV show? And then I forgot that that is a thing that exists. literally happening. I mean, our generation are the people calling shots for the most part these days. Yeah, not for the most part, but uh, increasingly. So we're seeing a lot of those things that we grew up with get excavated 
and put on display again. I think there's this sense like, oh, people won't go back and watch it because it looks too old or it's too dated. And in some cases, that may be true. A lot of the humor might not age, but in some cases, I don't think so. I think I think they're just afraid of, of trying to get people. I don't know. Nobody's invested in people watching movies that have already come out, right? Because <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. on, they're on Netflix or whatever. But it's just like this sense that, or people aren't going to go back and watch the, the, the original version of this because it's too old. The inference being people need to be aware of this property still. Yeah. Which is not true. Where's my Citizen Kane remake? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like sp- specifically with like movies that are that old from the golden or silver, or whatever, whatever precious metal age of Hollywood. Now, I know that for a while, Cineplex was doing kind of an event. Landmark probably does this as well. I think all the big th- theater chains kind of would have like a special weekend event or night one night only kind of event where they show you know classic movies. Just like with classic rock, why doesn't the uh, the clock kind of move forward a little bit? Why aren't they re-showing Clue, for example? It was divisive. <laughs> what? How? Maybe, why? Maybe that's why. I was the podcast Never Not Funny, which I think is true about that podcast. Jimmy Pardo and Co. He's, he's talked in several episodes about how much he hates the movie Clue. <laughs> what? I don't really get it. What makes a classic movie a classic? And are there are there not any classics from like the seventies, eighties, and maybe even nineties? I almost wonder if that's the period where the problem that we've described is has had become a problem. Like taking an example with the seventies in particular, the only film that I can name offhand that came out in and around the seventies is Star Wars. There definitely were <laughs> other movies, but that's the movie that comes to mind. No, about Rocky. Yeah, not a big fan. Westworld. Mm. What? What? Yeah, the Westworld movie. There was a Westworld oh. movie? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a book series or something. Everything's a remake. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I guess we can all look forward to um, a remake of the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yep. That's definitely a thing that can and should happen. Scheduled for 2022. <laughs> look, guys, it wasn't good. But you can't just make a petition if the ending of a show is bad, okay? <laughs> Move on. <laughs> I loved Game of Thrones, but it's over. Wait for the book. Yeah. And then after it doesn't come out, write your own. Ah! Yeah. If we can get Fifty Shades of Grey out of Twilight, we got to get something good out of Winds of Winter or whatever the fanfic writer wants to call their fanfic of Game of Thrones. As Dan Harmon said about, about Rick and Morty fans on the internet, they're basically just a processing farm. <laughs> so if you get enough people writing it, eventually something good will come out. <laughs> What if you had a million monkeys and a million typewriters? But what if instead of typewriters, those were programming stations and those monkeys were cranking out video games? Imagine hiring a million monkeys instead of a video game developer. (laughs) That seems so rude. (laughs) (laughs) What I was trying to do there is sort of direct things over to the the, the video game arena. Uh, You know, because... Remakes, sure, the first thing that comes to mind might be TV shows and movies. And, you know, with those remakes are sort of updated for the time, probably a little bit more, a little bit more substantially than something like an HD re-release of a video game, unless you're Final Fantasy VII. You mean Final Fantasy VII Remake? <laughs> yep. This is added by me, part one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I in many ways I don't I feel like video game remakes aren't as contentious because for the most part they tend to be cosmetic. When somebody remakes, oh, I need to think of a movie. Mm, let's let's say Fantastic Four. I haven't seen any of them, which makes it a great a, a great example. When somebody remakes it, you like either tell the same story or a different story, which means having different direction, different actors potentially, obviously a different team working on things. And while you have a different team working on a video game remake, with the exception of Final Fantasy VII Remake, many remakes are like, what did we do? Well, we made the UI easier. We redid the translation, which does change the experience of the game, but doesn't do too much. We like potentially use higher resolution models or, or textures or whatever. They don't have the same impact on changing the original as does like making yet another Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, like it seems video game remakes seem to be much more orbiting around the idea of like the limitations of technology. And like now we can experience this game and this story with enhanced technology, enhanced graphics. And oftentimes they have tweaked some mechanics. And I'm not mad about that. I'm <laughs> learning. Because <laughs> um, I mean, go, you know, they already made this movie in 1992. Well, it's been like 28 years. Yeah. So it's like, it's not in high def and the people are wearing clothes that are the clothes of the 90s instead of today. But it's still people acting in front of a camera. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's also like a different art. Like a game series that I like a lot, Metroid. Like Metroid 1 is like unplayable, guys. I It's like try to find where you're going without a map. Yeah. Screw you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> metroid zero mission like here's a map i'm like done that's all i needed <laughs> a, a game is like games aren't measured in how much fun you have but they're l- different experiences than movies movies might be rated on like what emotional responses does it give you but like two different movies are very different experiences than like chrono trigger for the super nintendo and chrono trigger for the nintendo ds i'm sure the translation <laughs> lines will hit me different but like very similar experiences. I mean, it's it's part of the it's part of Pokemon. Oh yeah, right. You do a new game and then you do a remake. <laughs> also, for any of you people hoping to get that third game, like we have the two initial games and then we get the third game, that hasn't happened in four generations. Whoa, they're not doing oh, it wow. anymore. Not gonna be any Pokemon guns or yeah. I mean, by the same argument, I think one, in, if you're talking about games, once games reach a certain level of fidelity, the desire, the need to do a remake of the game is also less severe. Like often, once a game has reached a certain threshold of, of age, we don't remaster the game. We just re-release it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if your game came out in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, maybe your game mm-hmm. is more likely to just get ported or re-released than it is to get remastered unless it was final fantasy 7 <laughs> <laughs> the only reason i'm mad about that is that it's not final fantasy 6 <laughs> but fine <laughs> but i'm enjoying all the memes people are posting about it and there's like lots of shots of like clouds butt for some <laughs> reason so that's all good well done square enix <laughs> yeah the one remake everyone wants <laughs> anyway i don't think we're gonna we're going to get rid of remakes People clearly like them. We like some of them based on this conversation alone. <laughs> so like clearly it's working for people and they're not going away. It's just like 
like like like gremlins just stripes stripes is the one that gets me it's just like it's just like a comedy movie it's just like a, yeah. a movie that's a comedy about the army why why does it need to be why do we need to remake stripes there's no reason why you can't go back and watch that having not seen it oh they were gonna make clue as well they're gonna remake clue yeah and they did rat race which was a mad 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 world Basically, I like both. Whoa. Controversial opinions yeah. here. Sounds like you're some sort of all-star. Mmm. Well, we're not going to top that. Next week's episode, Smash Mouth. Great band or greatest band? Oh my god, I like walking on the sun. Yeah, somebody once told me that we did a pretty sweet podcast. That's going to do it for this week, everyone. If you uh, have opinions about the proliferation of remakes in our popular culture, please let us know about them at nick at nickscast.com. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so at our Facebook page, Fanthropologic, or on Twitter at Fanthropologic. If you want to know what the three of us are up to, you can search at the Nixcast, basically anywhere on the internet, and we will pop up. We even have a website. If you want to know what the three of us are up to other than Nixcast stuff, I can be found as a synth musician as Fragile Air, fragileair.bandcamp.com, or as Fragile Air on uh, the streaming service of your choice. Keep your eyes peeled for new music from me. There should be some up there pretty soon, if it's not up there already. If you want to know what I'm up to, there are two things you can check out. One is zealarchives.com, which is a podcast where every episode we explore a different bit of the world of Chrono Trigger. It is part audio drama and part discussion podcast about the world of Chrono Trigger. The other thing you can check out is The Race Against Time, which is, surprise, also related to Chrono Trigger. This year, it is a charity live streaming marathon, August 8th and 9th, where we are raising money for the Alzheimer's Society of Canada. You can find that at twitch.tv slash the race against time. We're going to beat all of the endings in Chrono Trigger and hopefully exceed last year's donation total, which was approximately $2,000 Canadian. Leading up to the event, we are also raising money for a charity. It is Spectrum, a local LGBTQ plus community space. And instead of playing Chrono Trigger, we're playing whatever I want. So <laughs> tough. Remakes? Don't care. We're playing them. Or whatever. Zeal Archives episodes come out weeks opposite to Anthropological. And you can catch the Race Against Time every Tuesday starting at 7.30pm Eastern Time leading up to August the 9th. As for me, you can find what I am uh, writing up these days over on Amazon. So far, the main thing to look for there is Beowulf, a mostly modern verse translation. Punch that title into the search bar, you'll find my translation. You can also try the... uh, the extra hard difficulty of typing in NSC Zakarwitz. And that's on any Amazon of your choice. That's going to do it for us this week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.